Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. To the Sports Buzz, a podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, Strangeland Brewery. That's right, put that straw away. Beer for every occasion. Beer for any occasion. Beer for all occasions. Put that straw away. I was ready and prepared today. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Got my co-host, Coach. What's up, man? It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. It's a little cold, a little rainy out there. Didn't, uh... You said you were coming, just... Had no guarantees. It was more wet than rainy, so I figured, you know, I'd get fair, out here. Fair, fair. Make a trip. And uh, the guy who makes his show run, our producer, Ballad. Howdy, fellas. Thank you for hosting us. It's a pleasure to host podcasts. It's good to be uh, here in the studio with you guys. Um, Domingo the Flamingo is also here. Lana, the hamster, here in spirit. We'll pour Always one out. forever. We'll pour one out for her. Um, this is our pro show. If you're listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe, and some five-star views. Let us know how we're doing. And share those links out with your friends. Tell us what you want to talk about. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Uh, check out our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery. We're drinking the IPA tonight. Um, the Pink Flamingo IPA. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. Uh, should have uh, any news on the four-year anniversary party? Oh, do I have some, some would call breaking news, breaking news on the four-year anniversary party. Uh, if I could just find it, here it is. Four-year anniversary party going to be taking place on March 2nd. Okay. That is a Saturday for those not in front of a calendar. It is going to be an event you are going to want to plan for because they are selling tickets. Tickets going to get you beers, going to get you a fantastic, fantastic roasted chicken meal. Oh, um, always good. I mean, I've never, I've never had something at Strangeland to eat that I didn't love. That's so. fair. That's a fair point. Um, Barbecue, German, they do it all. Yeah, put it on the calendar. Uh, oh. Those tickets, general admission, are twenty dollars. If you're a big baller, though, you know if 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 you've ever been called VIP Deep Pockets McGee, you could buy their pink ticket, which first off is very limited. They're only selling one, so if you want it, you know, get on board now. Um, but it's uh, 
unlimited food, unlimited beer, unlimited wisdom, you're going to get to share the secrets regarding the real reason the flamingos are pink and the recipe of how to make our Grand Cure extra grand. So, uh, obviously, a very big deal if you're about that life yeah, and you got a dime laying around, you know, go to their website, get the pink ticket, and make sure you let them know the guys from Sports Post sent you. That'll... That'll make Adam very happy that he's been giving yeah. us beer for for the past three odd years or so. <laughs> uh, that would that would I think that would pay for like almost half of all the beer he's given us. Uh, yeah, probably about that. Which would which would be a pretty sweet deal. Um, yeah, and they always have some really good uh, limited release stuff out there too on tap. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you can follow. You can go check out our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground, MountainBreezeCamp.com. It's uh, Pretty good camping weather this past weekend. Um, however, uh, you know, with it being cold right now, it may not be so nice, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, get your reservations in for the summer because those are filling up fast. Holiday weekends are uh, very limited space at this point in the year. So go check them out. Give them a call. Bring some strange land down to the river with you. Go do some floating with a little, uh, little strange land. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's get the show business ballad. Take the floor. Show business. First off, is everybody here? Of course not. <laughs> but we were prepared. We were prepared? Well, kind of. I mean... Well, I told you. Well, yeah, you told us, but we still don't have a show guide, and it's just the three of us once again. Just no, just no Chad. I mean, the, the original Damn three. Damn it. Damn it. That's going to that's gonna cost you. Three. Uh, the OGs, though. So I, you know, every every episode, the Mister Knows It All is not here. I, I, I think I'm just gonna revert back and start putting our old intro in. Do you think? Do you think he would? Do you think first he would notice, and second, do you think that would that would encourage him to come more, or do you think he'd be like, I, you know what, I'm definitely over. I this think thing. he would notice it, but I don't. Well, seeing as how he didn't show up for the first show we put him into the intro, I don't think I hurt his feelings too much. <laughs> I'm going to put in the old intro this music this week. You should. I'm going to see if we get a, get a, get a ruse should. out Just of Just to see if not. he actually listens to it and yeah. pays attention. That'd be so, awesome. Someone remember, remind me to remember to do that. A real old school pod. Hey, write, yeah. write that down since you have a pen and paper yeah, there, Someone coach. write that down. Uh, I wasted all of our paper right. trying to get uh, my grill started, which <laughs> proved to be... Uh, he was struggling when I got here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He literally put, he wrote, write that down. Oh, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> a guy knows how to take instruction. Appreciate it. Uh, second piece of show business. Guys, the ice shortage is over. I don't know if you checked the cooler or not, but it is beer, beer height to, the ice, to the ice there. So It's real cold. Uh, the problem is the beer shortage continues. Wow. Uh, not by uh, the problem of our uh, great sponsor, Strangeland Brew. Uh, th- this one's on me. I uh, had a had a date with uh, the lady Haley, original microphone buyer of the podcast. Original and, uh, sponsor right original there. Original sponsor of the podcast, that's right. And and uh, we had a reservation for 5.30 on the east side. Kimori Tatsuya, no free plugs. But I'm happy to spend the next 20 minutes talking about what an awesome meal we had there. But I won't because we have lots of other things to talk about. What kind but of food? Is it? Is it uh, it's ramen. It's it's kind of ramen. It's it's Kimur, it's uh, ramen Tatsuya's Asian smokehouse. Hmm. Hmm. So it's small plates, co- uh, fancy cocktails. Very nice. Uh, spent two and a half hours there. Which Sounds is, expensive. Uh, 
Yeah, it was expensive. I don't especially wanna... for two and a half hours worth. Yeah, I don't want to tell you how much the bill was, but I had to tip a hundred dollars. So it was, uh, it was, it was worth it though. Some fancy drinks then. Very, very, very fancy and in high quantity. So uh, shout out to Kamuri Tattoo. We're taking sponsorships. If Kamuri, uh, yeah. <laughs> if they if they wanted to drop a sponsorship on us, hey, if they got some Korean wings, we, we in all the day. Ooh, there we all go. Day. Um, so yeah, didn't make it by the brewery, but, uh, we forgive, we forgive you. There is beer in the cooler, there's, which is what matters. Beer. Yeah. That's all that matters. Very good. Uh, we have a show bed tonight that is. It's not great. At, I'll it's tell not, you what, fellas. Not looking great. I thought the parlay was going to play again well this week, but Tennessee is looking destroyed after being destroyed by Kentucky over the weekend. It looked like they're still asleep. We took them at home. Kind of big, big, big favorites. They're 17 and a half. However, Vanderbilt hasn't won a single conference game this year. We figured there would have been a little bit of a fire under Tennessee's ass after the whooping by Kentucky. Well, the first time Vanderbilt and Tennessee played in Vandy, Vandy took them to overtime. So they've played Tennessee well both times this year. Yeah, so I thought we were going to get this game closer to 14. We got it 17 and a half. So we are in a bit of a struggle. We are missing our hit by 11 points right now. We're up seven, but got some work to do with about three three minutes minutes and 50 seconds left. About four minutes left in the game. Uh, Our second show bet of the night will be taking Iowa State at home against Baylor. They are 10-point favorites. And you know what? Because it's not looking so great. I think we're gonna have to double down on this one. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing to do. No, no, no fun in watching games just for fun. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to double our money and see if uh, two home favorites you know can't find a way to to get a win. So or you know go back to the the Kentucky game and bet the Kentucky game. Oh, I mean we could do both. We have that one too. Yeah, lots of basketball on tonight. Lots. lots it's that time of, of year. Lots we got of fifteen games. minutes. We have fifteen minutes to make a decision. Yeah. So it's your call. You're the one with the with the account. Yeah. Well, I know. That's, you know that's that's why it'll be my decision. One hundred percent your call over there, bud. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep you updated as we get along on these games. Some show business didn't write down, guys. Happy President's Day. Ah, yes. I know, I know a big day for you, Dale. I know you're a big Presidents guy. Big fan of Presidents. I'm a big fan of Presidents as well. Not not our current one, <laughs> but uh, you know I'll I'll celebrate for the other you know fifty three that have done a stand up job. That's not even close, but fine. Forty three. 44 others, 44. I believe. That was pretty close. The Don is 45. 113. Yeah, for now. Uh, but did anyone do anything fun oh, on President's Day? Well, I had an interesting President's Day. Uh, although it is a federal and state holiday, <laughs> uh, legislative session kept me from enjoying the holiday. Oh. So mm. I had to go to work in the afternoon. But in the morning... Emily and I enjoyed a nice little house hunting adventure with our realtor, and we actually put an offer on a house. Hey. So, starting the process a little earlier than we thought, but now uh, the rental game seeing already. What's huh? going on? Yeah, very good. Good area. Where, where are you guys going to be? Actually, less than a mile away from where our current house is. Sweet. So nice. It would be a great success if we could lock that place up. I already know the area and everything. That's perfect. Yeah. Nice. And we found out there's a Waffle House being built oh. right there. That's no free a, plugs, but I that's mean... That's a score. Only the third one in Austin ever, so... That is a score. Yeah, because otherwise you got to go all the way out to the airport to find one. Yeah. It sucks. Love nice. that place. That is exciting. Can't wait to record this podcast at your house moving forward. It's going to be very good. Yeah. No more wings. We're going to Waffle House after. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm in. 
Um, I am sure we'll come up with more sport, uh, show business, but for now, let's get into some not football talk. Yeah, yeah, I got some not not football talk. Uh, you you guys favorite a uh, little golf, little golf action. Um, playing at uh, Riviera Country Club this week, the Genesis Open. Uh, a lot of weather, a lot of weather going on. The entire first round was rained out after like three or four groups got out on the course, and uh, they said, you know what? Since we didn't even get half the field out, we're just gonna reset everybody's scores and start over whenever just we do over seven hour delay and they just restarted all the tea times seven hours later at like four o'clock california time pacific time it was uh it was wild so half the group half the guys didn't even get to go out till saturday it's just a weird format um hmm. tiger had some good and some bad his uh third round saturday it got the whole golf world freaking out because he started Birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. It was four threes in a row to start his round, and then he made par on a par three, so five threes to start his round. Three, 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 three. Yeah, a lot of threes in there. Um, so people were panicking, like, oh, here comes Tiger. He's, he's making a run. He's probably back. And he didn't play well on Sunday. Uh, Justin Thomas had an epic collapse on Sunday. Um, actually had a nice, solid uh, hosel rocket shank. They, had, they actually had it on... Uh, the top tracer technology, so you get the line on it, and it is dead right into another fairway. Well, of course, he chips it up to like five feet, makes a putt for par, but uh, he ended up blowing it. JB Holmes, probably the slowest player on tour, uh, won for his fifth time on tour. Uh, so, yeah, I guess good for JB, but he's getting a lot of a lot of slack for uh, his extremely slow play. Um, I don't know if any of these uh, golf guys know, but... Uh... The tortoise beat the hare, so I'm just saying. That it's true. Sometimes slow and steady wins the race. Uh, yeah, they were over over an entire hole behind the group in front of them on Sunday. He was taking over a minute and a half to hit putts. Like they get a 45 they second a clock, clock, right? They have a 45 second clock when it's your turn, and he was taking over a minute and a half, and nobody stroked him. Like just because he's in first place and and playing for the win, you still got to keep the rules fair to everybody. Rules are rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so shame on you, golf. A couple other <laughs> pieces of news before I get into this week's tournament. Um, PGA Tour finally got uh, with the times and has now allowed players to wear shorts in practice rounds and pro-ams. Joining the European Tour has done this for years. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. This is what this is the fucking rule change I need to get into golf. Yeah. I am sick of seeing these these per- quote unquote professionals wearing shorts when they're practicing no no now they're allowed to wear shorts oh well never mind i'm out then yeah the european tour has been letting their guys wear shorts for practice rounds and pro-ans for years you're gonna edit out your clap now no no <laughs> no <laughs> but see that i'm this fine is, owning that i wasn't completely this just goes to back that. to last week when we were talking about how ballad doesn't listen to a fucking word we say um, so i was watching tennessee blow the end of this yeah game. we're gonna lose that bet um <laughs> but uh wait so they weren't allowed to wear shorts beforehand no the pga tour made them wear pants anytime they were on the course not in america but in the on the european tour they were allowed to wear shorts mm. and practice rounds very interesting yeah the players are excited it's like well it's about time you got with the times like i don't go wear pants if it's hot outside you know what you know what's now we just need to get caught up with the times with the the nude beaches now mm. we're catching up with shorts and practice I like, rounds I like that idea 
like that idea to catch too. up on nude beaches. I'd like I'd like to see other sports are adopting this. Like maybe like baseball players wear shorts in the middle of a game. Oh, like it's very hot. Like spring training, they games. play in the summertime <laughs> and they've got to wear pants. It's a little ridiculous, you know. Fair. They Fair. should they should be allowed to wear shorts. Uh, and then uh, one other I just took a stance against that about thirty seconds ago. Right. One other piece of obscure golf news. Uh, Coach and I were talking about this before. Tony Romo was given a sponsor's exemption to play the AT&T Byron Nelson in Dallas coming up uh, in a couple months. I think in May? Somewhere around there. Um, so that would be cool. His second PGA Tour tournament. See how yeah, he does. But they don't even play that at the iconic golf course that the Byron Nelson yeah, they don't play it at, for so long. at the course anymore, do they? Mm-mm. They moved it. Mm. Shame on them, Shame, by the way. Shame, shame, shame. Shame. Uh, but this, uh, this week, feels kind of like a huge PR stunt. I mean, Tony Jerome very good at golf. Well, he did. Steph Curry's done it uh, once or twice. And, that, twice, and that was a PR stunt as well, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with PR stunts, but I wish they would just come out and say, hey, you know, they, they like put a little disclaimer at the bottom of this press release. Like, this is a huge press release. Yeah. Well, I think the caveat of it being a sponsor's exemption kind of tells you that. It's the whole point. Just, just so gonna you know. read between the lines there. Yeah. Uh, so this week, okay. actually, a big Again, tournament. Wasn't listening to what else? It's a big branding thing. <laughs> <laughs> big tournament this week: the WGC World Golf Championships, Mexico, playing in Mexico City. Almost. Esta Juan Ocupado. Oh, that was well timed. <laughs> uh, God damn it, that was good. Um, Tigers playing for the first time in Mexico this week. Uh. So that'll be exciting. Uh, some of the best players in the world play the the WGC events. Here's a couple featured groups: Rory, Bubba, and Brooks Kapka. Phil, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson. Phil uh, coming off uh, win two weeks ago, and the defending champion of the WGC Mexico last year. This course is crazy, man. They play uh, at almost eight thousand feet of altitude, and these guys are hitting the ball so like 60 yards further than they normally do so um i'm tuned i'm tuned in to see the guy the bombers uh but ricky fowler john ron patrick reed and in a group on friday well thursday and friday but um and then uh tiger god i feel bad for ricky fowler and john rom in that group yeah i do too yeah patrick Patrick reed is just such a dick man (laughs) god it's the worst oh i saw a funny ass uh not even a good uh, Photoshop. I'm just, just going to start calling him Patrick Reed. Yeah. So they said maybe this shorts idea isn't good, isn't right for everybody. And it was a super fat, like, dikey lady with Patrick Reed's face on. It's like maybe we shouldn't allow some people to wear shorts. Uh, but Tiger Woods will be playing with his buddy Bryson DeChambeau and Abraham Answer, the number one player in Mexico. So there will be a huge group following Answer, obviously. And, uh, Another huge, I mean, obviously Tiger pulls in the crowd, but um, do you guys want to do picks on that or no? No? Don't care? No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Hey, we're only a couple weeks away from the Players' Championship. They uh, moved that up this year to March, so we get that before we get the Masters. Excelente. Yep. Well, uh, show bet update. The game just went final. Yeah, how we do? hit a three-pointer right before the end of the game. <laughs> All for naught. Uh, they ended up with a 12-point win, which still, is still missed it by six. Far from our uh, our show bet line. So yeah, not gonna be good enough. Not gonna be need what we need to uh, to come up with a victory. But that's okay. I doubled down on the Iowa State game, so we'll. <laughs> right, uh, so we got some action. We've got someone to be interested in. So you did find it on there. I found it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It's hidden. 
All right. Uh, got a little baseball news. Coach, what's going on in the world of Major League Baseball? I know spring training has started. I'm, I'm confused, to be honest with you. I don't know why. I don't know how. But Manny Machado is going to be one rich mother lover. Yeah. Manny Machado finally signs a deal with the San Diego Padres. $300 million 10-year deal. It is one of the biggest in the league. I mean, what is it? Yeah. The biggest free agent contract in American sports history. Yeah. Now, baseball is always going to have bigger contracts. It's just kind of the way of the world. But uh, the deal with the Padres, pending a physical... There's an option after the fifth season, so it's a a ten year deal with an option after five. Like strange. There's well, a no trade clause. I think he put that in to say, look, you better also bring some guys in around me. They have the number one farm team, from what I was reading today. Um, we saw what the Astros did with the number one farm team years ago. So to bring in a guy like this and to have your farm, your number one farm team, he's thinking if we aren't competing for a World Series by my fifth year, I'm out. I'm going somewhere where I can win. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I just think Machado, at best, is kind of in the prime of his career now. Yeah. I don't think he's much more valuable past the five years. Like, he, he can be useful, as as most guys are in their role, but he's not going to be the stud that he was always for the Orioles and even this year for the Dodgers. Sure. I think the biggest thing that I have a problem with is is it's an image thing. And Manny Machado has proven, no matter where he plays, that he has an attitude issue. Oh, yeah. And that gets to him on the field, and it shows, and he's very, very uh, aggressive towards other other teams when it does get under his skin. I, I think there's much more to the issue. I think it's a lot deeper than probably you would assume on the surface from, from what we've seen, but... It's a bad image, and San Diego is not – I mean, they're just not anything special at this point. Oh, no, no they're, they're horrible. And, they're and horrible. So that's why I kind of have a problem is you make this splashy thing, but really what what is this, good news or bad news? I mean, the Padres almost seemingly don't care just because news is news. It puts them on the front page, but I got to say I'm not I'm not thrilled by this. I don't like seeing guys who are bad for sports get paid the most money. I just think it's it's <clears throat> it sends a bad message to a lot of kids uh, who grow up and idolize these guys. And Manny Machado is not a guy to idolize. I he, agree. He's you. a very, very bad player to model yourself after. Sure. Um, and so, I mean, it is what it is. He's He's got talent. There's no question about that. My next question for you is what does this do for, you know, the other 500 free agents out there who haven't signed – Mainly, Bryce Harper is looking to get a very similar deal from the Phillies, Yankees, Nationals, whoever is willing to pay him that. I think Does it speed it up or slow it down? I think it gives Bryce Harper a lot more leverage. Sure. And I always thought Bryce Harper was probably going to get more than Machado anyway. And it seems like... Harper now at this point wants to wanted to hold out to see what Machado got just to to show people he's worth that that money. So um, I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be as big because I don't think it'll be as long of a deal for Harper. 
Um, think but somewhere I think between like I eight think, years and thirty three hundred million. I think the best. I think Harper is actually looking for a winning team. Yeah. And Machado is definitely a guy who's out here for the money. He's out here for himself. Um, yeah, you'd like to win championships, but Machado is very much a guy who is uh, self-oriented uh, as far as what he's doing with contracts and where he plays and stuff like that. Bryce Harper, I don't think, is that way. And I think at times he's mischaracterized by by a lot of the analysts and, and just the aggression that he has. But he's played for a shitty Nationals team that's had a good pitching staff and just hasn't been able to do yeah. anything. Um, so I can understand the frustration from Harper, but I think he'll get paid handsomely. And I think he'll deserve it. Uh, but I think he'll go to more of a contender-type team. Yeah, and I, think that's Phillies, what, I think that's what he's been wanting. Big honestly. name is the Phillies, obviously. Um, does a deal happen before opening day? Is he playing in a different uniform come opening day? Or we see him back with the Nationals? I think at the end of the day, Harper just wants to play. And is he, he actually a free agent, or does he have a deal still? A couple years, a year or two left. I thought he was a free agent. I thought this he was year, too. So, so he's got to sign. I think he'll he he will sign somewhere. I mean, it's not. There's no question about that. Like this guy's not going to hang out for long, but he doesn't need spring training, and he knows that. Yeah. His agent knows that, and every every owner in the league knows that. So. Sure. I think Bryce Harper will get a nice deal, but I think it'll be more thought out and more thoughtful as to why he's signing that deal rather than what Machado did. I never thought I'd say it, but I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit of baseball. Um, I know that Machado's not a great role model, but does he have any like legal issues or has he ever been like in a like a domestic violence case or is he just like a pain in the ass because he's yeah, he's just got an, an asshole he's just an asshole he's been he's been uh characterized as losing focus um when he doesn't care losing care in games losing focus in big moments he only he batted like 180 in the world series last year it just he just kind of spaced out and stopped caring really um he was more focused on this deal coming up to make 300 million dollars so Sorry, what did you say? Um, he, yeah, he's very self-centered, and that's all he really cares about is himself. So we'll see if that's really a good deal for uh, San Diego in the long run. I just want to check because last World Series, I branded myself a Machado guy because I like his his will to win and his willing to do what it takes to, to get the W. And I just want to make sure I don't, have it, it, I don't have any, like, skeletons in this guy's closet that I'm going to have to walk back later because I'm down his, his attitude of giving zero fucks about any anything or anybody but but Manny I mean that's really all it is all he right. just cares about himself I mean I'm a, I'm a player's first guy <laughs> I'm a player's first guy a pro player's guy and uh, I'm good with Machado breaking me off a little bit of this 300 million if he so chooses to do so alright that was the biggest news from baseball um how are we doing on time over there? We have five minutes. All right. All I really got on NASCAR is Daytona 500 was this past weekend. Um, Denny Hamlin won the uh, won the race, but the biggest news was like with ten laps to go, eighteen car pileup crash. Uh, there were cars on top of roofs of other cars. The video is absolutely insane. The camera work is really good, and the sparks and the flames and the wreckage on the road is it's pretty pretty fun to watch um highly recommend checking that out because uh, that's what people that watch nascar really watch it for nobody cares about the actual four-hour race <clears throat> i heard this is quoted as 
the big one. Yeah, Daytona. It's no, the crash was. Oh yeah, dude, it was huge. Uh, you got to find a video and watch it during the break. Um, moving on, talking about a little Alliance of American Football update. The uh, the league has struggled to say the least. Um, they almost missed payroll. And the only reason they made it was because uh, Carolina Hurricanes owner invested $250 million in the league and is now the league chairman for the Alliance of American Football. His name is Tom Dundon. Um, yeah, they're struggling. They they dropped from like a million and a half viewers last week to like 600,000. So they dropped like 50% in, in ratings this week. Um well, the NBA All-Star game was on, so, you know, it's, it's a big ratings crowd. NASCAR took their ratings because they actually had better ratings than uh, the NBA last week. Hmm. Um, the week before, actually. But uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about in this story is because the Carolina Hurricanes have also been in the news today. Did you guys see uh, the Hurricanes players celebrating after a game like two nights ago? They had these elaborate full team celebrations, and they were awesome. And this guy gets up there; he's like from Canada, and he's like, "These guys are just jerks. the The Carolina Hurricanes are just jerks because they celebrated a win, and it was hilarious. You know, they they look like kids again. And uh, so the Hurricanes have already printed shirts that say, like, has their logo, and it says "Just Jerks." <laughs> I like that. And so they're they're running off of that. So. I like this. I like this owner, Tom Dundon, because he not only saved a, a dying league for no reason, like he could just let him piss away and die, which is what's going to happen regardless. But, um, yeah, they ha- he has a sense of humor with uh, with the haters. So, yeah, um, I'm sure that this league is not going to last. But if it does, I saw a very interesting idea in the world of Twitter. So, you know, we have the AAF, right, and the XFL. XFL should be starting again soon. If I if I remember correctly next year next year what if the winner of the aaf and the xfl at the end of the year played each other to get an overall winner of the not nfl and then that team gets to play the worst team in the nfl and if they beat them they get a spot in the nfl the lower team let's just call it let's let's just for fuck's sakes call them the cleveland browns have to be demoted to the bottom. This is like what we were talking about soccer, the relegation where yeah, you get that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'd be all for it if those guys were any good. I just don't see the talent being anywhere comparable to the NFL. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing the, uh, the winner of the, the, the two league championship game losing it, by four touchdowns. I'm about to say like a 35 point spread. Yeah. Bad. Uh, a lot of injuries in that game though. That's going to be fun. <laughs> For all you NASCAR fans out there. Well, yeah, you'd, ha- you'd have to... I mean, the NFL players would never play under their rules. They'd have to play NFL's rules. Well, rules are rules, so... Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll hit a quick break, come back, and uh, talk to you guys about some NBA All-Star Weekend. There was a few good stories that came out of that. We'll be right back with some more Sports Buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Welcome 
Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Time to go ahead and get into some All-Star Weekend events, some stuff that went down. Um, our show at Indiana, or Iowa State and Baylor is starting now or at some point. Uh, may already be started. I don't see anything on here yet. In the near future. Yeah. Right now we're watching my Purdue Boilmakers about to close one out on the road against the Hoosiers. My, little in-state rivalry game, baby. My Purdue Boilermakers. That's funny. Yeah, my Purdue Boilermakers. All right, let's talk about the All-Star. Boiler up. Let's talk about the, uh, the All-Star game. Did you guys check out any of this stuff? I saw a little bit of it. <clears throat> the, uh, the, the part I saw frustrated me. I saw Cam Newton on the... On the uh, on the circuit, more or less, you know, talking before the uh, skills competition, wearing one of the dumbest hats I've ever seen. Like he's worn a lot of dumb outfits and hats, but this one, this 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 one upset me so much that it's the only thing I can remember from the All Star Weekend. I took the time to take a picture of it and send it out. That's how that's how he did flabbergasted he I was. He did when send I saw out it. a group a group text to us. Just couldn't believe it. Oh man. Now that I know you're a big fan of the hats, but uh, there was other stuff that went down. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's you asked. <laughs> Good God, Coach, what about you? Um, I did not get to watch as many of the events as I would have liked. Um, caught glimpses, pieces here and there, uh, but I did get to watch most of the All Star Game itself, which was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably the best word. Yeah, there was a couple of good moments during the game. Um, I I liked uh, Dirt coming in and just raining a couple of threes. That was awesome. Everybody was getting up off the bench for that. D Wade came in and uh, threw his iconic off the backboard, recreated that dunk to LeBron on the alley oop off the backboard, which was sick. That was a good one. Also, LeBron before that got to alley oop Dwayne Wade, yeah. which was really nice. Uh, even Kyrie Irving got to set up his old teammate LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. Um, but for sure, best alley oop of the night had to come from Steph Curry. It was, and he and he trolled his own his own teammate with the the bounce over KD's head, which was because he thought he was going to get to it. Yeah, KD jumped for it, thought he could get it, and he was like, "That's way over my head." <laughs> And Giannis had to get up so high to get that dunk. Oh, my God. It's just not fair. Um, some of the the skills contest stuff was kind of interesting. Um, did you see uh, Mama Curry drain a half-court shot? No. Steph's mom hit a half-court shot. Um, and then uh, the... the uh, like the dribble pass skills contest that they do, uh, your your boy Jason Tatum was uh, behind in that contest. I can't remember who he's going up against, but the other guy had a shot. Uh, he was already at the three point shot. All he had to do was nail a three point shot, and he won. So Tatum, being a being a bright young man that he is, just pulled from half court, snuck inside the other guy's ball, banked it in, and won. <laughs> it was badass, dude. That was the best finish of the three skills contest. Um, I think the dunk contest is losing its allure. It's just getting, it's becoming too much of a, it's a, a fucking joke, show. It man. really is. It's a joke. Bring some trampolines in, and then I'm in. Yeah, like, give me some slam ball. 
Or if you're going to jump a car, jump the middle of the car and not the hood of it, you <laughs> dumbass Blake Griffin. Ooh, impromptu segment idea. Ways to improve the NBA dunk contest. I've got one off the bat. Let me know what you think. Instead of dunking basketballs, they dunk mini watermelons. So when they come in for the jam, watermelon everywhere. <laughs> a little bit messy. You think, you know, that's a, that's a huge waste of watermelons? I don't think so. I think it increases viewership. And, I mean, I would watch if I Here's knew they were going to be dunking watermelons. You bring in families that don't have enough food. Homeless people. I'm like, hey, every time we smash a watermelon, it's yours. Front row seats for Come out there, get it. All the homeless people of Charlotte. They and we'll, we, we'll even clean it up for you. You just take the pieces that you can eat. There we'll you get go. the rest. I like I'm it. not against it. I'm not against it. Uh, they got to stop with the props. The props have to go. A guy tried to jump over a fucking... Because they were in Charlotte. And historically, Charlotte's... You know, where Flight or North Carolina, where the Wright brothers flew the first plane. So this guy tries to jump over a plane wearing an aviator hat. Well, he broke two of the wings trying to jump over it. I don't even know if he made the dunk or not. It was just stupid. I'm done with props. I got to get this shit out of there. Like, go back to when it was old school, when it was Michael and Dominique Wilkins, <clears throat> Spud Webb, even Vince Carter. I mean, they didn't get 30 seconds. They got one chance. You miss it, you don't get a score. See, I'm going opposite direction of you. I'm bringing in a prop. <laughs> Bird box dunk challenge, but not 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 a blindfold right when you get on the court. I'm talking blindfold from the second you step in the arena. You have to be blindfolded the whole time. No one can help you. Yeah, actually, you get one. You get one teammate who can who can speak to you and, and tell you where to go. But other than that, you got to be blindfolded the whole time. I still I like that you only get one attempt and maybe even shorten the clock so there's a little bit of sense of urgency. Yeah, because I get like thirty seconds and it's just. We were talking about it before. They used to not even have a clock. Nate Robinson went 14 t- different times until he finally got his his dunk contest winning dunk. It's just it's stupid. Like it gets boring. It gets to the point where you're like, okay, well if you can't do it, then you don't deserve to win. Like get off the court. Like let somebody else up there. Well, and the thing is, they start with such high scores that you, <laughs> you can't. Talk you only them. have to fake the scoring just to like appease the crowd, and that I mean it's it's a facade. It's not good. I want big names. I want guys that are in the dunk, in the actual All Star game. Zion Williamson is definitely going to enter the dunk contest. He should. I, I think. Here's another rule: rookies who go in the top ten, regardless if you make the All Star game, should be required to participate in the dunk contest. <laughs> not everybody can dunk like that, though. That would make it great. Maybe I mean, put, I would. I would love to watch put a dunk like contest. Like R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish in the uh, in the three point contest, and then. Let Zion and some of those other guys battle it out in the dunk contest. Look, we're going to workshop the other skill contest in a little bit. But for the dunk contest, if you're in the top 10, you got you to gotta participate. Even if, you, even if you're not good enough to participate. Just, just to add a little extra well, parity to this whole thing. What night. I don't like is that half the guys in the dunk contest are guys that didn't even make the All-Star game. They're just guys who are really good dunkers. They're not even All-Stars, but no, they get to go. Solved. There you go. Don't have to be in it. Yeah, you don't even have to be an all-star, and you can be in the dunk contest. Like, the guy who won from the Thunder, Diallo, not even close to an all-star. Nobody even knew who he was. I don't know. It's just, it's all it's all it's, kind it's of a the joke. the worst event. It's all kind of a joke. Yeah, it's, beca- it's become the worst event, when it used to be the best. I got another suggestion. Now, hear me out. I'm listening. The first round, you 
raise the hoops up to 12 feet. Ooh. And then every round, you lower them Ooh, until high, they get down high to jump? eight. Oh, no. No, yeah. go, go up. High, <laughs> start at high 10. Jump, high jump competition. Start, start at, at 10. Start at eight. Start at eight and go up? Yeah. Ooh. I was thinking of the, the, the cooler Zion would dunks. kill himself on an eight-foot rim. He'd hit himself in the chest. He'd be able to jump from the three-point line. I was going to say, he could jump from half court. <laughs> Do the Michael Jordan from Space Jam? I was thinking that the dunks would get more intricate the lower the hoop gets. Yeah, they would. They definitely have more under the legs and spins and behind the backs. and More opportunity for, you know, yeah. you can't see me on the podcast, but, you know, this sort of stuff. <laughs> Moving around. Yeah, that was good. I like the movements. Um, I also like each player has to put up five game checks. And if you lose, it all goes to the winner. Whoever the winner is gets gets your five game checks. I don't know that's how the NBA is paid, but here you go. Here's the rule: can't use basketball shoes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Bowling yeah. shoes only. Top siders only. Top siders. In one round, you have to wear some form of women's shoes. <laughs> Ooh, roller skates, dude. And if you choose to use roller skates, you can also have a ramp. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love this. Uh, yeah, like we mentioned, the game wasn't great. This is like 185 to 179 or some bullshit. Durant wins the MVP. That's about all I got for the All-Star game. You know, the more I think about it, you've had some terrible takes on this show, but getting rid of props in the dunk contest might be the new biggest one since I just introduced roller skates. I'm just sick of it, man. The guy kicked the broken airplane trying to dunk, and it was just stupid. I'd really like to see like someone on a pogo stick trying to dunk. Try to do That's unfair. I mean, it's a dunk contest. You can get one of those professional pogo stick guys who can jump like 15 feet in the air, and they're doing like double backflips to dunk. I mean, well, how but, many of those? Yeah, are but in the one. NBA? What NBA player has time to learn how to fucking pogo stick? It's probably in most of their contracts they can't pogo stick. Steph Curry's good at everything. I'm sure he knows how to pogo stick. Well, he finally got a dunk in the All Star game too. <laughs> LeBron <laughs> let him. <laughs> Didn't want to embarrass the poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, the game wasn't very good. Uh, Team LeBron did crank up the defense in the fourth quarter, though. I was, I will say, I was glad to see a little bit of defense in the second half. I mean, it, it was yeah, more exciting than just watching James Harden play ten different positions on the floor. <laughs> I mean, oh, like man. I get you're not trying to hurt people, but like you can play hard defense, and if they beat you, like let them go to the rim. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be that bad. Steph so, Curry played good defense on his own teammate. So, uh, Ballard was talking about um, some of the the fashion uh, as far as Cam Newton goes. Um, Looking through some of these pictures, awesome. Fat Joe and Guy Fieri. Uh, Pretty incredible shirt that Fat Joe's wearing here. Um, (laughs) It's like, I wouldn't call it tie-dye, but it's kind of tie-dye. Like blue and yellow and orange and pink. Guy Fieri just shows up wearing jeans and a Do you and a understand what tie-dye is? I mean, it's kind of tie-dye, right? Would no. Would you call that tie-dye? I, I, mean, would, I would call it multicolored. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I said, I mean, he's, but he's, of course, he's rocking the, the Air Forces. I mean, he's got to. Oh, absolutely. Got to. Okay. Um, Guy Fieri's in, ca- new, in I camo. A, I got a new dunk contest rule. <laughs> Guy Fieri, not allowed to go. That's my, <laughs> That's a new rule. What's wrong? What do you have against Guy Fieri? He shouldn't be anywhere. I mean, unless we're going popular. to Fla- unless we're going to Flavortown, I don't want to go anywhere with Guy Fieri. Okay? <laughs> Even Flavortown, I probably don't want to go with him, dude. No, I'd, I'd, I'm I'd, scared. I'd, I would catch I, I would catch a connecting flight to avoid flying to Flavortown with Guy Fieri. I feel like Guy Fieri is a cool ass dude. <laughs> Y'all are giving him a bad rap right now. 
He's a loser. No, he's not. He's a loser. Y'all are tripping. He still had like Mark McGrath doesn't even have that bleached hairstyle anymore. Like that's how old that shit is, and he loves it. I think it's just his natural color. No, it's absolutely not. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna veto that one. <laughs> Guy Fieri is a perfect example of what happens when you you try to do something to differentiate yourself, <laughs> and then you become inc- incredibly famous for that thing, and you can never get rid of it. Spike what Lee. What is Spike Lee wearing? Was Explain. in like a turquoise sweat tracksuit. With like, is that a life jacket? A or life jacket or like a, a hunter's vest? <laughs> Safety first. Safety first. You know, he probably thought he was going to be a prop in this thing and wanted to, wanted to have the proper equipment. Oh god, that is. Wh- bad. Wiz Khalifa did have a uh, Cam Newton like hat as well. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Uh, and then of course, m- my boy Bob Kraft, Grandpa Kraft. Uh, I thought we were saving that story. Did you want to save it? Yeah, we're saving it. Okay. Saving it. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came wearing a pair of penny loafers with a pair of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar socks with his face and number on him. That's a power move. Man, his feet are so big, though. Those socks don't fit, and it makes him look like a fat, smushed-up doll. It's like a fat Russian nesting doll on his feet of himself. <clears throat> I got another idea for the, the dunk on this. <laughs> keeps coming up with him. What if we raise the hoop to 15 feet? 15 feet. But we introduced trampolines okay follow me and then under the hoop we put like uh like a six foot pool that way spike lee's got a reason to have this life jacket okay well i'm trying to i'm trying to help my boy spike here he doesn't need it and you have to need your help and you have to dunk a beach ball instead of a basketball hard to get in the hoop so takes a little touch at the end You're just getting too far out in left field, man. I'm trying to help the NBA, man. I don't think it's helping. They've got issues, okay? I doubt Spike Lee wears that vest ever again. Oh, I guarantee he wears it to the next NBA All-Star game. What'd you think about the J. Cole jacket he was wearing during oh, the halftime? Throwback Charlotte Hornets Throwback Hornets jersey? Absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. It was I mean, J-, J. Cole's a great guy. Like, I, I like J. Cole's music. Yeah. I, I like the hat, like, the, the show that he put on for it. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was all appropriate. He's not the one from Houston, right? That's uh, Travis Scott. Travis Scott is terrible. But he's the one from Houston. Don't right? talk about Travis Scott. Has the album that's called Astroworld? No, I don't care. Yeah, it is, it is really terrible, but yeah. All right, what do we got next, Bell? That's enough NBA talk. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, for now we're getting to first impressions. Ah, there we go. Uh, a couple NBA games on the docket. Starting out, the Celtics going to travel to Milwaukee. What day are we talking here? Uh, these are all Thursday. Thursday games, uh, okay. When the NBA also break ends. Ah, when it's back. Okay, gotcha. Uh, short slate of games. Uh, first, first day back. Uh, the Celtics taking on the Bucks in Milwaukee. This line doesn't make any sense to me, but the Bucks are a five and a half point home favorite in this one. What doesn't make sense to you about that? They're the one seed in the East. The Bucks are. Yeah, they have oh. the best record in the NBA. Well, I clearly haven't been or paying attention to the NBA. Uh, the NBA basketball season. So Wait, the NBA All Star game was Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. Giannis mm-hmm. plays for the Bucks. Yeah, they have the best record in the league. Well, if you guys would tell me these things, you know, I'd be more aware and uh, not look so silly when when hey, I make comments like this. We'll let it slide. Uh, but Dale, oh. first impression. Uh, let me ask this first: is uh, is is uh, what's his face back? Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie's back. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. I'll, I'll still take the box. Coach, you say four and a half, five, five and, and a half. half, five and a half. Well, that's the point I need. Give me the Celtics. <laughs> Yeah, give me the Celtics here again. You guys laughed at my 76ers pick last week. Or I guess the Celtics pick against 76ers. Yeah. 
It Dude. was the only NBA game I watched this weekend. That and weekend, probably the only no one you one, got right. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the ones that I looked back and looked at. So, uh, moving on, the Rockets taking on the Lakers. This one's in LA. The Lakers are a one-point home dog here, and I'm going to take the Rockets, Coach. The Lakers are a one-point home dog. Yes, sir. I'm looking at it, it says two. Now it's one. Both of these teams are pretty beat up right up. now. Um, home team, I think. I think James Harden is just having to do too much right now. I'm gonna take the Lakers at home. Dale, it's your turn, sir. Mm. I went first. Oh, you did. You already made a pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. I'll take the Rockets. Uh, quick update on our show bet, which we doubled down on. The Not great. <laughs> Baylor Bears on the road are beating the Hawkeyes 23-18. Cyclones. Whatever. Almost had it. They're dead to me. Everyone in Iowa is dead to me. I don't care if you're a Cyclone, uh, a, a Hawkeye, or you know whatever you are. You, know, you get swept up in a tornado. I really don't give a shit. Dale, the Suns are going to travel to Cleveland where the Cavs are a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Oh, my God. I don't know a lot about the Suns, but I know they must be pretty terrible if the Cavs are favorite here. So Let me just put it to you this way. The Suns' record is 11-48. and 48. The Cavs' record is 12-46. and 46. Oh, we got a tank-off. These are two of the worst teams in the league. Man, so this is going to be a good old-fashioned tank-off in this game. I'm taking the Suns only because of Devin Booker. I have no idea who else is on the Cavaliers. Other than Tristan Thompson. Fair enough, coach. And he's not doing well right now. And he's not good at offense. No. I will also take the Suns in this one. I'm going to take the Cavs here. I like a a home team to not be able to tank that hard. I'll I'll tell you this. I'm going to take the under in this game. I don't know what the line is. I don't know anything about betting NBA unders. But two teams that are trying to tank against each other. Yeah. Give me me the zero, the, the lowest scoring NBA game of the season. Yeah, those are two horrible teams. Good what would God. what would the total need to be for like for it to be too low to take the under? Um like one forty. Ooh, one forty. Oh, that would be yeah, way, way too, too low. low. I would think somewhere around one sixty. Eighty apiece. Yeah, but I've seen some Eastern know. Conference games go low. I mean, I know Phoenix yeah, is in the West. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say only because 160 is probably the lowest they're willing to go Yeah, without, like, losing everything right. on Yeah, because everyone's going to bet that under – yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, last game of the night, gentlemen, the Heat. We're going to travel to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers. Meek Mills 76ers are nine-point favorites here. And I will lay those points. Give me, uh, give me Philadelphia here, Coach. Man, Dwayne Wade is feeling refreshed after the All Star weekend, so I'm gonna go with Dwayne Wade. Nine points seems like a lot to me. Deal. I'm gonna ride your Sixers here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay those points. I just uh, don't think the Heat are very good. And now that it's after the All Star break, Dwayne Wade's just on his goodbye tour. So Sixers. By a lot. Boom. First impression. All right, Coach. It's time to get into the nightcap. Time to get your story out. Nightcap sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strange Lamb Brewery. For every any and all occasions. I'm looking forward to this story because we talked about it beforehand, and I did see all this, so the floor is yours. 
Uh, this is a great story. Uh, All-Star Weekend brought together some of the biggest names in the biz and around the country. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers are co-owned by Mr. Michael Rubin and none other than the rapper Meek Mill. Which is uh, something that neither one of us had any idea about. So you brought new light to the table. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, it's been a big talking point for the NBA this year. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and ever since he got out of jail, honestly, that's... I mean, because now he can go to the games. Yeah, Philly's been going apeshit ever since. But um, back in January, Michael Rubin, Meek Mill, Robert Kraft, along with Jay-Z and Van Jones from CNN, of all places, actually got together and decided to create the Reform Alliance. What a group. Um, And this is a group that's dedicated to trying to change state laws that deal with probation and parole. So over time, uh, even though Philadelphia played New England and Meek Mill City got the best of Robert Kraft back then, uh, they have become blossoming friends. Robert Kraft visited him last spring in prison. Um, Meek Mill and Robert Kraft have been seen a lot of places together pre and post Super Bowl this year. Um, and uh, the nice guy that Meek Mill is, he actually gave Robert Kraft a, uh, a gift. This year, and it was happened to be a diamond chain that says "Champions." Robert Kraft decided to a huge uh, chain to uh, sport this chain uh, not only during the Super Bowl parade, post game at the Super Bowl, but he brought it to the All Star game yeah. uh, to show his uh, buddy Meek Mill that uh, he appreciates the gift, and it is one of the flyest things I've ever seen on it's, a seventy-seven year old white dude. It's, <laughs> No, not, not a man of many words, but he, uh, <laughs> in studio, if you, if you guys didn't know. Oh, dude, this chain is so sick. Like, I saw it pregame before the All-Star game went down, and I thought it said Patriots. I was like, that's pretty dope that he's rocking a Patriots chain. I didn't know who gave it to him because I wasn't listening with sound. Um, you informed me that it did not say Patriots. And that is very tough to read. We had to look it up. I, I couldn't read it. We stopped the TV. We tried to read it. We couldn't, so we had to look it up. <laughs> no, it's pretty damn sick. And uh, Meek Mill might be a marketing genius. Because, you know, the chain, let's let's say the chain costs $100,000. It's probably worth a lot more than that. It's much, I mean, you got to show them a picture. There's, there's so it's, many diamonds on it. It's probably like six inches wide. And probably another two inches tall at the max spot. Yeah. I mean, it is a nice, and it's it's all diamonds in in the chain itself or in the the pendant, but the chain as well that he wears with it is a diamond studded chain. I mean, it is yeah. the flossiest thing that I think I've ever seen. It's it's absolutely. I mean, that's him wearing intense. it right there. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can pull it up big. Oh, there you go on the right. It's not a great picture, but um. Down, yeah, uh, right, right, right there on the right. No, mm-hmm. click it. Maybe it'll it'll grow. As she said, "Yeah, there you go." Boom. Yeah, yeah you guys it's hide, championships. Was, it's a lot of colors. You got you got to see it live, like with with a video or something, just because then yeah. you can see how the light with plays the, off. Yeah, with stuff. the I mean, lights coming off the roof. Oh my god! Because it's not only the pendant; it's the chain too that just has diamonds all in the chain. I mean, it it is. One of the most intense pieces of jewelry I've ever seen on anybody, and it happens to be on a 77-year-old white dude. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty Absolutely awesome. fantastic. Um, but more importantly, the work that they're doing all together, that group of, of, of men is just it's, – it's important work, and they know – I think the biggest thing to me, you know, it's obviously 
three black people, Michael Rubin, and then Robert Kraft, who is the oldest and by far the whitest of all. <laughs> black and heart, but you know. um, but I think the big thing is that Robert Kraft as an owner is relatively understanding of what you know he's made his money off of the backs of a lot of African American yeah. players that have come through his organization yeah. and in major sports throughout America. It is a lot predominantly African Americans that dominate the sport and have the talent and skill sets. And I think he's he's just recognizing kind of where we're at in this in this country and in this time. And I like that. Uh, I think that the work that they just do together is also really important for. I like the Meek Mill's trying to side. help out after being a product of that that system. Yeah. You know, coming out he knows. and trying to help some of these younger youth, especially in Philadelphia, which is not. I mean, obviously a very predominantly black community and hopefully he can help some of these guys and deter some of these guys from following the path. I mean, I know he didn't really do anything violent. Wasn't it like tax evasion or something? Well, I think the biggest thing that they want to accomplish is the reoccurring cycle of return to prison yeah, exactly. violations from probation and parole. Yeah. That is the biggest thing that they want to reform. And it's about, yeah, you can make mistakes and yeah, sometimes you, you learn from pay, pay for those mistakes with jail time, but also let's not, repeatedly cycle these kids or these young men yeah. back into prison. I think that's, it's just important work. Yeah. Once you get out, stay out. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, newfound respect for, for Meek Mill and, uh, especially Robert Kraft. I didn't, didn't know he was in a part of all that. So really like that story. That was one of my favorites of the night, but that's going to do it for us. Uh, quick update on the show bet. Iowa state only down two points. Now five minutes left in the first half. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated during our amateur hour and uh you guys can live along in our in our misery ballad thanks for pressing buttons yeah um fuck iowa <laughs> coach <laughs> good to have you here it's good to be here i'm your host Spencer spillman until the amateur hour we are out peace what the hell kind of country is this where i can only hate a man if he's white